0: Today is Saturday, September 3rd, 2022.
1: Do you suffer from gear acquisition syndrome? I know I do. Buckle your seatbelts and welcome to this edition of the Electric Guitar Lives Podcast with Pete Williams. A fun and pithy celebration of the electric guitar, guitarists, related gear, and industry news from a seasoned guitar pro. Get your daily dose of all things guitar from an industry insider with over 20 years in the proverbial trenches. Be regaled with sordid tales of guitar and guitar news, amps, effects, artists, moodiers, and the interesting people that make up this wacky machine. So wind down with us as we cap each week off with a fresh out of the oven episode. Who knows what will happen? Maybe you'll laugh. Maybe you'll cry. You might even learn something. Yeah, maybe you won't. But one thing's for sure you'll be entertained so hang with us for a bit and thank you for joining us on the electric guitar lives podcast now here's your host Pete Pete Williams. Williams.
0: hey thank you thank you appreciate you uh Coming back and listening to the Electric Guitar Lives Podcast. I'm your host, Pete Williams. Today we're going to be talking about the Kramer Night Swan, which I just recently purchased. Uh, We're going to be talking about Vivian Campbell, Whitesnake Dio, Michelangelo Badio, and Manowar, and a few other things. So uh, thanks for tuning in. I guess we'll jump right into it. According to uh, Blabbermouth... Manowar has recruited legendary guitar shredder, Michael Angelo Badio, for a 2023 tour. The uh, tour is going to be called the Crushing the Enemies of Metal Tour. (laughs) That's pretty awesome. Uh, The news comes in the wake of guitarist Evandro Evie Martel's announcement that he'll be taking a break from touring for a while for personal reasons. Uh, the website goes on to explain, Martel wrote on social media, Manor, their crew, along with all the Manor warriors around the world, have been really great to me from the moment I came on board. I cannot be more thankful for the good times we have shared. We've known Michael for many years and have always admired his work, said DeMeo. His technique is astounding. When we invite him to come and jam with us, we play together at the speed of light. Everything fell into place immediately. We're ready for a killer tour. Michelangelo Badio said, I could not be more excited. I love metal more than anything, and it doesn't get more metal than Manowar. I can't wait to get on stage and play for the Manowar fans. I am a Manowar fan, an old Manowar fan, and I'm also a huge Michelangelo Badio fan, so this is a real treat for me and I'm sure for you know, thousands of fans around the world, uh, this is something to look forward to. Uh, Be sure to check out Blabbermouth for more details on that particular bit of news. Guys, this is the uh, Labor Day weekend. It's a long weekend and so the news this week is kind of light to be expected because there's not much news out there. For this episode, I'm going to try not to uh, focus on extraneous news that you're being bombarded with on the various news sites, plus YouTube, etc. Instead, I'm I'm going to get into the uh, fun of things. But first, here's a quick word from our sponsor, Making Music. Making Music has been the original home of Tone since 1973, and for nearly 50 years, they've been committed to meeting the needs of their customers. Bacon Music offers a hand-picked selection, a premium boutique, and custom gear. Their Northfield, Illinois showroom is open and comfortable with private, soundproof demonstration rooms for a pleasant shopping environment, while their website is regularly updated with an incredible array of custom electric guitars, tube amplifiers, and effects bells. Knowledgeable and courteous sales professionals are always available, to help make sure the gear you want is the best choice to suit your needs. Whether you're looking to pick up a new hobby, push sonic boundaries, or simply tweak your tone, making music is the place. For more information, please visit makingmusic.com. and other news. Now, this is interesting to me. Uh, Fender Japan revives some of the brand's boldest looking Stratocasters with the limited international color series. It must be a light news week because uh, you can't get these guitars here. Um, they're only available to Japanese consumers, but I'm sure you could get onto to uh, Reverb or something like that and, and uh, be able to order uh, these particular strats directly. Um, they come in uh, a range of colors to include Maui Blue, Morocco Red, and Monaco Yellow. These are the uh, headline colors according to uh, Guitar World. Uh, the line was created using the same color templates and product drawings that m- form the original 1980s range. After turning heads with Scandal's stellar 15th anniversary signature guitars last month, Fender Japan has continued its hot rod form by unveiling the limited international color range of Stratocasters. The limited edition catalog is a reissue of a USA-made series from the early 80s and uses identical color samples and product drawings in a bid to revive the same eye-catching colorways and aesthetics that arrived with the original drop. Said samples and blueprints were ordered directly from the Big F's U.S. branch, with each model flashing uniquely named finishes that pay homage to the countries that inspired them. In addition, the article states that Capri Orange and the alluring Sahara Taupe finishes complete the limited International Color Range's bold and bright color palette. Fender Japan has stayed further true to the cosmetics of the originals by equipping each model with a 3-ply eggshell pickguard, black single coil pickup covers, black plastic control knobs, black switch tip and black whammy bar end. Now again, this is a light news week so I find it interesting that they're reporting on this in a different market. However, this stuff is appealing to, you know, every guitar player in my opinion. Uh, I, unlike a lot of people out there, like color on guitars, you know, big splash of color everywhere. So anytime a company, uh, one of the, you know, companies out there decides to, uh, put their wares out there and they put it in a variety of different colors to give us the consumers and the guitar players more options, I'm for it. So, good job, Fender Japan. Uh, this is some pretty cool looking stuff. Uh, please be sure to head over to GuitarWorld.com and check that article out for yourself. Hey, so this week, um, I'm excited because uh, I, I purchased a uh, Kramer Night Swan off of Reverb from the uh, fine folks at uh, Chicago Music Exchange. And I got to tell you, man, I'm very pleased uh, with the production quality on this guitar. Kramer introduced the Night Swan in 1987 as a Vivian Campbell signature model. The Night Swan was based on the custom shredder guitar built from Warmouth Parts by F- Buddy Blaze for Vivian uh, Campbell back in the mid-80s. The guitar has a scaled-down super strap body and a 24.75-inch scale-length bolt-on neck with reverse headstock, two Seymour-Duncan humbuckers in the bridge and middle positions. The dot fingerboard inlays have an unusual diagonal vertical spacing. The Night Swan was available with graphic finishes. Lightning bolts and light or dark blue polka dots were the most common. The Aztec and hollow flash finishes are more unusual. Uh, You can still find them today, though. I think I saw the hollow flash on Reverb. They also came in black, white, red, burgundy, and blue sparkle finishes. Kramer described the Night Swan as follows in their 1987 catalog. Created by Vivian Campbell and Buddy Blaze for Kramer, the Night Swan transcends traditional electric guitar designs. The sleek, contoured body balances perfectly with the 24.75-inch scale-length neck. Carved from hard rock maple, the 24-fret special radius neck gives access to two octaves of fast-playing power. Constructed of the finest Honduran mahogany with an ebony fretboard, it resonates with a warm, solid sound. The Knights One is the only production model to have an ultra-slim number one locking nut, giving it easier Ben to Strings. It is the first production model to feature the Seymour Duncan full shred pickup and a smooth distortion pickup with extreme clarity. The body, I can tell you now from playing it all week, is very comfortable, a little smaller. Um, the neck and the tone for that matter, honestly, remind me of a Les Paul It doesn't look like a Les Paul. It looks like a shredder guitar, but you kind of get a Les Paul vibe uh, with the more sleek features of, say, you know, like an Ibanez Archie or something like that on the neck. That's that's how I feel it is. Really cool guitar and uh, definitely in my top three of favorite import guitars I've ever purchased. It's really great. I love it. But enough yip yapping. Why don't we listen to it? Here's a cut of me attempting to do the uh, Is This Love solo. On a white snake backing track. For my equipment today, I am using the Moore Prime P1, which I talked about in my last episode. I'm also using an electro-harmonic silencer um, for drowning out those unnecessary sounds and clicks and clacks. I'm piping this stuff into an M Audio Air using um, my Mac Mini M1 and recording the whole session with uh, Adobe Audition. Hope you dig it. one of my favorite solos probably of all time definitely uh, you know from that era in the 1980s you know Whitesnake was hugely popular Um, you know they're still popular at least among guitar fans I feel uh, because of the uh, the wide array of guitar players they've had in that band some really killer dudes from the Kramer guitars website I'll just talk about the specs on it The legendary Shred Sled from the 1980s returns to the Kramer lineup, featuring a double cutaway mahogany body with a deep cut lower horn for unfettered access to all 24 jumbo frets. The Night Swan is powered by two Seymour Duncan JB humbucking pickups and is ready for deep whammy bar dives with its Floyd Rose 1000 series tremolo and R2 locking nut. I just want to interject that uh, the guitar stays in tune surprisingly well. Um, it was set up nicely. I think it's a testimony of who I ordered it from. Uh, but it was ready to go right out of the box. In fact, that's the second Kramer I bought in the last month uh, that was ready to go after I pulled it out of the box. A couple minor tuning adjustments. That's It plays like butter. Anyhow, in reference to specs, and we'll go on, the ebony fingerboard has a 16-inch radius and features pearloid dot inlays in a distinctive ping-pong pattern, while the back of the slim C-shaped three-piece hard maple neck is satin finish, which makes it perfect for lightning-fast note flurries. This one has a gloss jet black metallic black with blue polka dots or a vintage white with Aztec graphic finish, and is available in both right-hand and left-hand versions. An optional hard shell case is available for right-handed models, and an optional gig bag is available that will fit either right- or left-handed versions. I haven't ordered the uh, the Aztec graphic finished. I think it's called Aztec Marble. It's really cool. I, I I feel like when I first saw it, I was like, yeah, I'm not so sure. But when you see it in person, uh, it's really sharp. You can tell that, you know, maybe Vivian was like... Uh, you know, hanging out in uh, Sedona, Arizona, or something, got inspired with that vibe out there, and kind of translated it uh, with the Kramer team over to this guitar. It's really sharp looking. I I love it. Now, I have noted online um, that there are a few people out there that uh, don't like having the uh, the middle humbucker position because it interferes with their picking style or whatever the case may be. Um, there's a couple beefs about that. I'm here to tell you, I don't have an issue with it whatsoever. Um, I, my picking hand, um, I haven't had, you know, any issues. I have had issues on other guitars where I simply had to, um, uh, lower the, uh, the height of the pickup. Um, you know, um, but in this particular case, no problems whatsoever. Like I said, it came to me, um, perfectly set up, perfectly ready to go. No issues. So, is this guitar worth checking out? Uh, let me tell you about it. The guitar was made in Indonesia, and uh, you know, if you've purchased a few guitars uh, from various brands over the years, or tried them out, or checked them out, uh, the Indonesian quality is getting significantly better. Uh, honestly, I've played a few Indonesian models, um, most notably uh, some of the Deans that I've played from their Select Series, And it's really, really difficult to tell the difference between it and uh, comparable USA quality guitars. Really difficult to tell the difference. So, the quality is really high. So, now when I see made in Indonesia, um, I think, man, that's a good thing. Uh, Those guys make nice stuff. Um, So, it's definitely gotten better over the years. And the quality here is really hard to beat. Anyhow, uh, be sure to check out the Kramer Night Swan at your local dealer or online. Um, it's retailing currently at $899. It's completely worth it considering the makeup and the, uh, the quality of hardware, uh, the pickups that are on the guitar. It, it's fun to play. And now, another word from our sponsor Making Music. Attention, serious collectors and Eric Clapton enthusiasts. Making Music is happy to present this curated selection of gear, which was previously owned and used by none other than slow hand himself, Eric Clapton. Various items are featured as part of this Eric Clapton collection, including a custom ES-335 electric guitar presented to Eric by Gibson for his 2001 tour, two stage-use 412 Marshall speaker cabs stenciled Derek and the Dominoes, one Jaguar Limited Edition Marshall Bluesbreaker Combo Amp presented to Eric by Jim Marshall himself, and a stage used Music Man HD 150 Reverb Head and 212 Cab with Duck Brothers Roadcase. If you're an avid Clapton collector or simply an enthusiast of rare vintage collectible guitars and amps, this is a once in a lifetime opportunity to obtain your own personal Eric Clapton rig. Just imagine this killer selection of gear, all set up in your man cave or jam room. Think of all the stages and players this iconic gear has seen. When I close my eyes, I can imagine myself there, relishing the sounds and smells of rock and roll. For more about the Eric Clapton Guitar and Amp Collection, please visit makingmusiccom forward slash Clapton. That was makingmusic.com. forward slash Clapton. Okay, for our artist spotlight today, we're going to be uh, talking about Vivian Campbell. Uh, Vivian's been involved in a lot of stuff and has played on a lot of music over the years. He's actually originally from uh, Belfast, uh, Ireland, Northern Ireland, uh, which I didn't know that he was a co-founder of the Irish heavy metal band Sweet Savage from 1979 to 1982, a major influence on thrash bands such as Metallica and Megadeth. He was a guitarist in the rock band Dio from 1982 to 1986. And if you haven't listened to those albums in particular, man, I'm telling you, check them out. It's It's awesome. He was also the uh, lead guitarist in the rock band Whitesnake from 1987 to 1990. Um, that was where I got my first introduction to him. Um, so whenever I think of Vivian Campbell, I think Whitesnake, uh, even though he he started you know years earlier and, and had his stint with Dio. Um, this is really interesting, too, to me. Uh, Vivian was asked to join Def Leppard back in 1992 to fill the spot that Steve Clark left after his tragic death in 1991. After being officially introduced at the Freddie Mercury AIDS awareness gig at Wembley Stadium, his first job was to accompany the band on their Adrenalized tours, which was in 1992 and 1993. Um, you know, and this is over 30 years ago, which is crazy. He's been in Def Leopard that long. Uh, in fact, he's, you know been a member of Def Leppard longer than he's been in the other groups that I mentioned previously. In 2005, uh, Campbell released a solo album produced by Tor Hyams called Two Sides of If, which feature cover versions of his favorite blues tunes in an original blues song. Terry Bozio plays drums on the album, ZZ Top's Billy Gibbons, guests on two songs, and Joan Osborne on one other song. I recommend that you check out his full body of work, which is extensive and respectable. I came across a really slick um, guitar instructional video, at least a segment of it, uh, from Whitesnakes, Give Me All Your Love, um, that Vivian's on, uh, that I'll put the link to on my website, electricguitarlives.com. So be sure to check that out, along with a couple of uh, vintage Kramer ads with him in it. Uh, really cool stuff and uh, you know very inspirational he's got a different style and a different approach to his playing um, which I really really dig and and I, I feel like uh, he's an extremely underrated guy um, so when you have a moment on this long weekend um, you know give a listen to some of those artists check out that early Dio stuff listen to the stuff um, uh, that he's been involved with and um, I think you'll become a fan Hey, if you're listening to the show, uh, again, I want to appreciate you for hanging with me today and uh, and uh, listening to the Electric Guitar Lives podcast. I am your host, Pete Williams. Uh, please be sure to tune in next week. Uh, we're going to take a slight departure and uh, going to be talking about Denny Diaz from Steely Dan. Uh, we're also going to be talking about vintage Japanese guitars uh, and lawsuit guitars from that era and the whole world of that uh, and what that means to uh, to many people out there many guitar players who uh, still treasure and and value their their vintage Japanese instruments we're gonna be uh, getting into that it's gonna be a fun time so tune in next week and and hang with me for a little bit. Anyhow, I hope you have a safe and happy holiday weekend, and we'll see you next time.
1: Thanks for listening to the Electric Guitar Lives podcast with P. Williams, your weekly hang for all things guitar-related and more. Be sure to tune in next week for another exciting episode. And remember, have fun. See you next time. For more about this podcast and future episodes, be sure to visit electricguitarlives.com.